Welcome to the Heart Soul Wisdom Podcast, a journey of self-discovery and transformation. Moira Sutton and her amazing guests share real-life stories, tools, and strategies to inspire and empower you to create and live your best life. Come along on the journey and finally blast through any fears, obstacles, and challenges that have held you back in the past so you can live your life with the joy, passion, and happiness that you desire. Now, here's your host, Create the Life You Love Empowerment Life Coach, Moira Sutton. Welcome to Episode 4, Creating an Energetic Healthy Lifestyle with our special guest, Certified Fitness Nutrition Specialist, Sandy Jacobs. Sandy believes that health is all about cultivating your health because life is about living long, happy, healthy lives and enjoying a life with zest. She is fiercely committed to inspire and empower busy professionals to restore their minds and their bodies and discover their best paths through nutrition, busting food myth mysteries, which we're going to go into, utilizing mind-body strategies, and how do, really, how do you really create a healthy lifestyle? It all comes down to adopting new strategies and mindset. Sandy set out on her own personal life journey to learn everything she could about health and wellness and how successful people integrate this into their lives. Now she helps female entrepreneurs and thought leaders rock both their business and rock their personal lives while looking and feeling great doing this. So without further ado, it is my pleasure to introduce you to Sandy Jacobs. Sandy Jacobs. Hey, welcome, Sandy. Woohoo! I'm so excited to be here, Moira. <laughs> this is cool. You've, we've got so much to cover and so much great information for our audience. And thank you very much for being here. Well, thanks for having me. You're welcome. I, I want to start off and think, Sandy, how did you really get started in this health and wellness world? And you know, how did you get so passionate about this? Tell us your personal story and journey. Oh, Moira, it started really early with a mother who really was a revolving door in and out of the hospital. Ooh. And then I had a, an uncle with diabetes pass in our house, dementia, cancer, heart conditions, and they all ran in my family. And so I grew a passion to learn about health and how to stay healthy uh, because it was all around me. That would be scary. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Yeah. And somehow I started, oh, my, my, they started me on dance lessons early when I was young, like at five. And it wasn't to learn how to dance. It was learn how to fall down properly. But it started me on the right health. I mean, she, my, my mother said, you know, I started you on dance classes. I said, no, she says, because everybody in our family is a klutz. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, oh, well, thank you. Well, it helped because I actually ended up becoming an athlete and went from dancing to gymnastics and a love for that. That, and I asked my dad for a trampoline and finally he bought me one because he was trying to get me away from the bad crowd that was in our neighborhood. Mm. But what that did is it brought the gymnasts and the athletes over to jump on the trampoline. <laughs> and that led to getting a degree in physical education. And then it kind of just all fell into place. I mean, um, somehow I ended up in a crazy group of Tupperware ladies when I was 15 years old. And what they taught me about was how to 
um, on self-improvement. And because I had so much sickness around me, I started reading about meditation and yoga at, you know, wow, when I was 15 years old. That's wonderful. So it started early. Mm -hmm. But then later on in life, I got a sore throat and I couldn't get rid of it. So I went to the doctor. He gave me antibiotics. Then they came back. It got rid of the sore throat. Then it came back. So I went to the doctor. He gave me more antibiotics. The sore throat went away. And then it came back. And I thought, there has to be a better way. Mm -hmm. So I went to a natural product store and they gave me a tincture and it got rid of my sore throat. And that led me down the natural and holistic health part of it. The yes. whole enchilada, nutrition, movement, stress, and lifestyle choices. Yes. And, it, and learning about the things I wish someone had told me about years ago. But isn't that wonderful that your path unfolded like that? And, and it is your passion. And you have done all the studies for three decades. And you can bring so much information to help other people make a difference in the world. Uh, yeah, I, I just, you know, every time I'm, I'm doing something, I'm reading or studying about it, it's all around me. And my husband always goes like, oh, stop learning. And I'm, you're going to get confused. <laughs> and I'm like, no, I love it. It's my passion and it's my drive. And my father just passed a couple of months ago. And um, it really made me really understand what I have in my heart and in my soul, mm -hmm. how important it is to really get it out there on a bigger scale, because there's so many people that can benefit from learning these things. And I love it. <laughs> I mean, I just dig it so much. It's like it's in my, it's my mission in life. It's in your genes. Big time. <laughs> it is. It is. And if I can help one more family, the goal is thousands of other families avoid dealing with people with chronic illness, I have fulfilled my mission on earth. And that's where I am here. And I understand, um, sorry to hear about your father, people have already heard on this that I lost my brother, uh, October 31st um, of 2019. And it really got our attention as a family again, it kind of wakes you up and say, well, life is truly a gift. And you know, live it fully every day. And health is a big part of it and our energy and our lifestyle. Because if you don't have your health, you don't have anything. Oh, yeah. It's like yesterday, somebody was asking what the, if you had one word to live by, what would it be? Well, love and freedom come to mind. But you know what? About one of my number one uh, values is health. Because mm -hmm. if you don't have it, you can't do anything else. No. Right? Yeah. And so it's such an important thing and it gets gets put on the back burner because mm -hmm. we're all busy you know and it's just trying to find fun and easy ways to fit it into our life without sacrificing the schedule that we already have and our business and our family life yes and the other thing is if people and we're going to talk about that you know you put this on the back burner then one day you don't want to wait till a crisis hits you want to be proactive you don't want to wait and be reactive um, oh. you know, then you're in a whole different place where you're coming from. Sandy, tell me what are the, some of the, or one of the biggest challenges that your clients come to you with, what do they face and how do they, how do you give them those first baby steps to start being healthy for life? Oh, <laughs> I, I, <laughs> big question. I think one of the main things is how do I fit it all in? How do I fit family, um, my business life, my, uh, health, and all the other things that go, but, you know, how do I fit that into my already crazy schedule and keep my body and my, my life becoming a hot mess, mm -hmm. right? So one of the things is, I mean, my secret thing is like eat is food. And, you know, it's a whole, I, I do a holistic 
mind, body, spirit, soul approach. But you have to start with the food because one of the things I learned years ago is you can't outwork out a bad diet. And what that means is so many times I hear athletes going, well, yeah, I had this, this uh, meal and it was like da 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 and I'm going to run for two hours or whatever. Well, to out work out that that meal you've got to go like some of them would take like 20 hours to do it's impossible that's not to say that we have to stay at 100 percent because that's the other thing is so many of my clients go oh well i cheated or i did this or that and it's like it's okay we are human and one of my mentors said long ago um when we stop making mistakes um that means we're six feet under right mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> and so it's just Developing like an 80-20 balance kind of thing. So starting to eat clean, and that means eating more real foods and fewer processed foods. It's a simple way of eating, and it's a way that improves our health and well-being, but it's different than, unfortunately, what we call our SAD diet, our standard American diet, mm. where it's processed foods and sugars and all the convenience foods that are out there and that make it. I'm putting quote, air, quote marks in the air, easier for us. But it's like when, I don't know why they call it fast food, because first of all, you have to drive there, then you have to order it, then you have to pay for it, then you have to wait for it, then you have to drive home. And I was talking to my nail lady about that. She, and the next time I saw her, she goes, I was thinking about you the other day. I went into a Chinese restaurant. I thought I was going to be in and out. She said, I could have gone home and made it faster. And mm -hmm. that's the thing is you can make it faster with the foods that you know are healthy for you and without all the processed extra chemicals and things that they put in our foods. Mm -hmm. So, and easy things like instead of having a banana nut muffin, eat a banana and some nuts. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, it's just undercomplicating it and replacing the processed foods with fresh national natural foods. Um, the other day, I ran out of the house with a cup in my hand, but it had blueberries and some cut up bananas and some macadamia nuts. It was like, there's my fast food on the go, in the car, easy peasy, lemon squeezy, as I like to say. <laughs> so tell me, like a lot of people, busy families, um, not a lot, some people I've known with young children, they have all those bananas and oranges there and they have their whole family going out of the house with smoothies. So is that something that you think that you tell your clients that to start making smoothies instead of going through a drive-through? You know, there, there are plus and minuses of smoothies. depends on where you're at. And huh. hey, they are 10 times better than going through a drive-in. Mm -hmm. But a lot of times people start, but when they start with smoothies, they start with too many fruits in there. Too much sugar. So, yeah, so you're just loaded with sugar. So then you're going to get that same sugar rush mm. and then crash an hour or two later. But it is better than all the chemical-laden foods that are in a fast food place that you would just drive through and pick something up. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. if you could incorporate some vegetables in there and do it slowly. You know, I mean, my husband's not always been on track with me, and he's gradually over the years – if it, had, if it had any green in it, in the smoothie at all, he didn't want to have anything to do with it. And now he's realizing that that's really important. So it's like you can't take your healthy life, your lifestyle to go from A to Z. Let's mm -hmm. take it from A to B to C and then work your way to Z, right? Yeah, that's the baby steps. Yep. Exactly. And your body can't handle that in the digestive system. Like people go, oh, I'm going to add more 
fiber to my meals. And what they do is they go in and they, they add more vegetables and fruit, and then they get all bloated and can't understand why. It's because, first of all, they do, the digestive tract is all mucked up. And for it to flow freely, it needs to adjust slowly and to clean out the digestive tract as you're going. And that's cleaning up your act and getting a cleaner lifestyle, but getting not only good foods, but adding physical activity into your day, getting enough sleep at night. And one of the main things that I find out as an entrepreneur is managing stress in mm -hmm. healthy ways. Mm -hmm. Yeah, stress is stress is a big one and and being anxious and you know with different things happening in the world and just diving into the news and versus really focusing on like, you know, your health and eating and all the rest of it. Sandy, can you tell us when you're saying that today and with the bloating, if somebody dives in and they just don't know, you know, because they're they're not used to doing that. We have this leaky gut syndrome that, you know, not syndrome, leaky gut that people have today. You know, what are, what's that all about? And why are people, more people having that problem and digestive disorders? And what foods would you recommend people to eat and not eat regarding leaky gut and digestive disorders? You know, that's, the mile high question because <laughs> everybody's so different mm -hmm. and, and there are no ideal diets and everyone you know there's all these fad diets out there the keto and the paleo and low you know this and low fat and the one thing i don't recommend and and i'm not a doctor mm -hmm. but the low fat diet got us into big trouble and our bodies are meant to have fat to give the energy to our brain and to our stomach and to our bodies. So don't be afraid of fat. But there's a difference between the fats that you find in processed foods and the good fats like coconut oil and olive oil and avocado oil and all these wonderful oils that are out there that mama nature made and aren't processed at all. Mm -hmm. um, canola oil. There is no canola plant. <laughs> and so going through and finding foods that you can actually pronounce the ingredients. Yes. Mm -hmm. I mean, adding foods that, that ideally have less than five ingredients. I do have a few things in my, you know, in my closet in my, in my cupboards here that have more than five ingredients, but you can actually read them. You can actually pronounce them. Like I was looking through with a client about crackers and she was saying, Oh, you know, I, um, I, I guess crackers are out and I said, well, no, not necessarily, but it's looking at the ingredients that are in your crackers and looking at the, um, whether you can pronounce them or not. And when I looked at the ingredients in the crackers she was talking to, they had sodium acid, triphosphate, mono, mm -hmm. I don't know. That's not in my dictionary. Mm -hmm. And then I showed her my favorite cracker brands, which had all organic versions of short grain brown rice, whole quinoa, pumpkin seeds, sunflower seeds, you know, and then it literally went down to water, salt, organic seaweed, black pepper, and organic herbs. There wasn't anything that said natural. There wasn't anything that said words that I couldn't pronounce, but all clean foods. And it's focusing on quality first mm -hmm. and, not, and not letting things like zero fat, zero trans fat, low sodium or sugar-free fooling you to think that processed food is healthy. It's like, instead of looking at the the front of a box or a can, which, you know, we're going to use them. It's, it's unrealistic to say that people are going to always have fresh food at their disposal. But if you are, at least make wiser choices. So when you look at it, that the food is not 
processed in a way that's unhealthy. So you're sharing what's on your shelf and in your kitchen. What What is your feeling about organic food? A lot of people say, oh, it's too expensive. Or is it really organic when it says that? Like people aren't necessarily trusting their the store that they go buy that. How do people really find out First of all, is it really the, the true real deal, organic? And and how much organic do you tell your clients to bring that into their diet? Or what's your what's your feedback on that? Oh, that's a great question. <laughs> organic. <clears throat> Excuse me. Organic. Um, basically everything in my house mm-hmm. is organic and um, the fish is not farmed, so it's no, wild. No. Mm-hmm. And so it, it, it it's not what you eat. It's what you eat eats. Hmm. Mm. So if you have a, if you have meat that has been pasture raised and they call pastured, right? Or grass fed, that is higher in omega threes, which we have an imbalance. We need both omega threes and omega sixes, but we are usually deficient in threes because all of the other processed food has a lot of omega sixes in it. So to balance that out, it's not bad to eat meat. It's better to eat meat that has been raised properly, that has been treated humanely, not shoved into barns with a hundred cows in one little area, and chickens that are led to, left to range and feed on all the little stuff in the yard and in, in the gar in the areas where they're grown up, and not fed force-fed things that they're not supposed to be eating i.e. corn. And the trauma for the animal, and then you're, you're eating that trauma. Exactly. And actually, even the way that they're butchered, or in, because the, if they're raised in a healthy, wonderful environment, they're usually processed in a healthy, warm environment. Yes. And, loving. and it makes such a difference. Um, my assistant has been with me for like 11 years, came from Canada, and, she, and her family grew um, product produce, but they also raised cattle. And she said when she moved to the United States, she couldn't even get near the meat because it smelled to her. Mm-hmm. So it just smells different because it's just raised differently. She was probably very sensitive to that too. <clears throat> very, yes. Where a lot of people aren't. I know that when I eat organic meat, I'm not used to that richness. So it's a different taste totally where my husband was brought up in the country and they, they did have cattle and that and also, you know, and moose or stuff and they killed it but they ate it and you know he was used to that kind of taste and it's what you get used to in those taste buds through the years but we don't also we i can't even eat farm fish like i know as soon as i eat it i feel sick so i I know i always go wild sandy you've shared that food has vibrations and we all know about vibrations you and i do um Mm -hmm. and how it can change in our bodies on a cellular level to so we you know we're eating more high vibrational foods. Tell us about the vibrational. How can it change our bodies at that cell level? And what foods would you recommend? Just a few. Well, I mean, let's go right back to organics. I mean, organics have great vibration. Um, On the opposite side, you've got genetically modified foods, the GMOs. Um, We're going to talk about a few things you just asked me about before too, the gut Mm -hmm. and organic and now GMO. Mm -hmm. I about 13 years ago, realized that my digestive system wasn't even as healthy as I thought it was. So I went out, it took me forever to realize that I was, um, I went gluten-free and I found relief right away. But then what I found out is I'm not actually allergic to glutinous 
um, grains. Oh, I'm allergic to genetically modified wheat. <clears throat> Mm-hmm. And I'm finding that more and more people that I talk to, when I ask them to say, if you can't make any changes from going from gluten, from regular to gluten-free bread or, you know, uh, any kind of grains, try GMO-free. And that means organic. When it's organic, it cannot be genetically modified. And with all of the pesticides and the antibiotics and all the things that are put into our foods and into our into the things we eat, if we can find the foods that are free of pesticides and fertilizers, because the way that it affects you not only influences our body, but the planet and sustainable food supply. So it goes much further than even our own bodies. Mm-hmm. Well, this show is all about, you know, raising our consciousness for the greater good of humanity and the planet. So yes, I love that you shared that. And about this gluten-free and the GMO and that. Why is it today, like when I went to school, peanut butter sandwiches, you know, on white bread was the real deal. Where today we have these peanut allergies with people. Why did that start up? Well, that started right from that wonderful Wonder Bread company. Yes, that's what we had. <laughs> that was what we grew up with. And what they did is they took the wheat that we were growing up on and they thought, wow, people don't have time, even then, to go run to the store and get their meat in one place and their food and their bread in another place and their, their produce in another place. So they thought, how about if we extend the life of that wheat? So they stripped it of all that good stuff on the outside and made, and added some other ingredients that made it have a long shelf life. And that's another thing too. You find things that have a really long shelf life, chances are it's got things in there to keep it from you know, from disintegrating mm-hmm. in front of you or molding. In fact, <laughs> one of my friends was telling me that her husband started training at Whole Foods and he was sitting there and the trainer had a bag of McDonald's in front of her. Mm-hmm. And he's like, why does she have a bag of McDonald's in front of her? We're at a Whole Foods training. And later on, she pulled it out without a bun and she pulled out the center, quote marks, meat mm-hmm. and showed them uh, that it had been in her refrigerator for two years and there was no mold. There was nothing, no decay. It's Frankenfood. And that's what a lot of us are eating when we go out to these fast food places. So going back to creating, um, replacing packaged foods with homemade versions from salad dressings to energy bars um, and energy bars a lot of times seem to be the healthy choice. But if you look at the ingredients, they're loaded with sugar. They're loaded with a lot of the things that we really don't need. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm just really listening. So, <laughs> they, so. Somebody, somebody called it retrorian eating because uh, going back to a time before things like frozen chicken nuggets and all those other convenience foods that we have. Mm-hmm. However, um, something that's coming up and become very important in the natural foods world um, is packaged, health, healthier packaged refrigerator food, because they see a lot of us grabbing things from the refrigerator in the freezer. And so what they're doing is they're looking for products that are um, not only made in a different way, but they have different kinds of healthier, um, uh, what do you call it, prepared foods. So they're, that they're made out of different kinds of shelf-stable 
products, but they're made with fewer preservatives or different preservatives that are healthier. Mm -hmm. Like they have lentil burgers, non-meat burgers, like all these new things they have out. Mm, okay, that, that, that one's a good one as well. And that one's one that you really need to read the ingredients on. The, these these, um, these non-meat, like what's the word? The, yeah, they say non-meat, some of them. Some say lentils, some say bean burgers. Yeah, they are a great alternative. And more and more people are saying less meat and more fruits and vegetables. But really, that is one thing that I really recommend is looking at the ingredients and making sure that they're made from natural ingredients and products that contain legumes. And in fact, that's gone up. The production of products containing legumes and nuts and algae have been growing in the last three years. I go to the natural product show every year, and those are things that have been really um, showing up on a much larger scale. Mm. I think people are becoming more aware of what they're eating too. You know, before I don't think so much. Now people are looking at that. Can you share some of the food myth mysteries that are out there and how do you bust through these? Ooh, food. <laughs> wow. There are so many. It's like, okay, this is the biggest one. And it's like fat is bad for us. Yes. I think that's probably one of the, the biggest myths right now. And we're so trained to look for things that are low fat. And it's, the one thing that has not worked at all. If you look at our population, when we, when the United States finally put in the, this, you know, big campaign and low fat is better for you, it turned out to be a disaster. We have all been gaining weight. I just posted something in my private group the other day, showed where we have gone in weight gain. There were probably two states that were um, above 20% uh, fat in 1980. And now we're down to about two that are under 20. So we're down to Hawaii and um, I think I'm almost positive it was Texas. But funny enough, those two states are the only two that have below 20% fat uh, people that are overweight by that amount. And it's crazy. So we're, we're riding down a slippery slope in the wrong direction. So the fat, low fat is not working. Mm -hmm. But good fats, good, healthy fats, and and limited. I mean, I, I grew up in Minnesota. I grew up with steak and potatoes and mm -hmm. cheese and all that good Midwestern food, right? Um, and there's nothing wrong with those things in a lower quantity, right? And, yes. and, and that goes back to the 80-20 that we were talking about in the beginning. Yes. But when you can focus most of your diets on uh, and diet I mean by lifestyle not yes. by losing weight um, if you can focus on mostly vegetables and then gearing it more around that so um, when I talk to my clients we look at um, the balance between veggies and fruit and produce and meat and all and greens and trying to incorporate more greens and vegetables into our diet but not eliminating meat completely because those who do vegan um, there are some that successfully do it well, but here's where ancestry comes in. If our ancestors um, digested meats easily or grains easily, then the chances are we will. But that doesn't mean that the person next to you, like my husband, he doesn't process meat very well. And so he, you know, has cut that down really low. 
I grew up in a Scandinavian background. So that helps me to digest it well, but I don't eat as much as I did before of the meats. Yeah, same here. Yeah. Sandy, so. tell us to help people, how, how does food really affect our moods? Because when we're anxious and stressed, because that's sometimes when people reach out for whatever that food is for them, let it be like something like ice cream or, or chips or cookies or chocolate. And, you know, how, how does, if we eat the, what foods would you say to reach for? I, I know berries and all that, but, you know, how, how do you help your clients not reach for the other food? And how do they change their habits around that? Well, there, there's a word that somebody doesn't really, they don't want to, want to hear, but it's mindset. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's really, I don't focus so much on eliminating things as I do adding things. When you think, the mind goes like this. When you say you can't have something, guess what? You want those habits. And then we look at those better habits and how can we take those and make them even better habits till it finally becomes a real habit. And when you reach for something, you're reaching for something that is going to nourish your body and give you the energy and the stamina and the vitality that we all need to get through a day. Because otherwise, the people, so I see so many people that are just addicted to caffeine. And the first thing they do is they have coffee. And I'm not saying I don't have coffee in the morning. I enjoy a cup of coffee, maybe even a large one. And so it's not cutting out caffeine completely. But when I look at Starbucks and I see the lines night and day and night and day, I get concerned because people are just, you know, their adrenals are being so depleted. So when Mm. you start eating better and you start making better choices, your body starts getting more energy. You have better looking skin. Your waistline goes down. I mean, it's so amazing. Uh, even just doing deep breathing exercises before you go to grab something and just taking a step back, taking a few seconds to say, do I really want this? And then this is what I really tell my clients. is like, is this food going to give me energy or is it going to take it away? Mm-hmm. Good question. Yeah. You know, I have in our cabinet, we call it our wellness chest, different natural products that we've had all the time. And in our home, like we've had Arnica and Calendula for three decades, we use it all the time. What are a couple of your top three that you would suggest for people to put into their wellness chest? Well, with the news right now, and I don't want to get into that at all, but I mean, vitamin C, don't dismiss a little thing like vitamin C. I, we have increased our vitamin C uh, in just in doses that are throughout the day instead of just one chunk of it in the morning. But vitamin C, magnesium, selenium, chromium, all are great immune builders. And um, with all of the you know the flus and and just people getting sick and stressed out, those things help to regulate your body and make it feel better. But um, food healthy food and, 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 and doing meditation and, and uh, yoga, some things to balance out your body. Those are all really important so that you will have weight loss, your skin will get clearer, you, your mental acuity is better, you, you know, your immune function is better, better digestion. And because it's not what you eat, it's what your body digests. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we're we're in spring now, which is a great time of year. How do people clear away the toxic buildup from winter and restore that inner balance? Mm. Well, <laughs> big questions. 
you know what? Fasting used to be really either for the people who were like really gurus or, and, and it was really poo-pooed for a long time. And intermittent fasting is really coming in. And I've found it to be very safe and easy if it's done effectively. But even just starting with eating earlier in the evening Mm -hmm. and not um, going to bed on on a full stomach. Mm -hmm. So giving two to three hours, ideally three hours before you go to bed and then waiting for another 12 hours. It gives your digestive tract a break. It gives it a rest and it helps your body digest the foods better and helps you assimilate or take in the nutrients that you're actually eating. So I really, I really work with my clients on intermittent fasting and doing it really easy. It's not like two or three days. It's not even a whole day. I do a really, really light version of it. But also in my freebie, which we'll get to later, um, there are some what I call a reset, a reboot recipes. So they're mm-hmm. just really light things that help you. to. If you took a couple days of eating just like that, it'll help clean out your digestive system and give you more vitality. That's wonderful. I think people are really going to enjoy that for sure. I know I'm going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> so Sandy, share with us one of the, that comes to your mind, a, a really powerful story of transformation that one of your clients had. Where, where, did, where were they when they came to you and what was the results that they achieved in, in what time? Well, because I've had digestive issues, I seem to attract a lot of people with digestive mm. issues or energy. You know, it, it's digestive um, challenges and energy. Mm-hmm. And again, it comes down to it's not what you eat, it's how your body digests it because it takes energy to process the foods in your body. And if it's running smoothly, it's going to process it better. And instead of grabbing sugars and other things that are going to give us that quick fix and then give us the quick crash, it's just learning how to regulate everything so that you're you're able to slowly progress into a better diet. Mm-hmm. I also want to touch on this IBS, irritable bowel syndrome, another thing that we never you know, heard about before. But many people are saying they have that now. Is that because well, of again, all the kind of eating that we eat, the fast food and that? Or? Oh, that's part of it. Yeah, the, the fast food, the, the all of the different... Scientists are being hired by a lot of these companies to create foods that we become addicted to. And I know we don't like to think so, but even when you walk by like a Cinnabon in a mall and guess you can smell it everywhere. It's like, Oh, got to have that. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's trying to um, find out where uh, you can, you know, eat safer and healthier because the IBS it's stress and, Mm -hmm. you know, your brain, we have three brains, really, the brain that we think with, the brain that is our digestive tract, and that's what people start calling the second brain, and then the brain that we have our, in our gut feelings, right? But that second brain, our digestive tract, is, is responsible for 80% of our immune system. And because we're putting garbage in, as they say, garbage in, garbage out, right? Yes. If we put more stuff in that's bad, we're going to get IBS. We're going to get gluten intolerance. We're going to get allergies. We're going to get sick more often. All of those things are combined when we don't live a healthy lifestyle. And I work on a whole holistic. And we're going to be talking a lot about food today. But it's really getting the movement in. 
moving uh, and moving ways that, you know, your body loves. I mean, people think they have to go to the gym to work out. No, what you do when you were a kid? And I try to help people find a fun way of getting healthy. And it's like tasty, quick and easy, fun foods. But also, how do you fit healthy living in and get exercise without feeling like it's drudgery and you have to get there? All of those emotions go into our stomach and into our digestive tract and they create stress. And when the body gets overstressed, things happen in our digestive digestive tract where little holes start forming in our digestive tract and that's what the leaky gut is yes and everybody's so different it's it's hard to take and make a general statement about ibs or um even gluten intolerance or any of those it's really going down to how is your body taking in foods what kind of stress what kind of lifestyle are you living and then that helps you to get a, a better gut. I mean, it took me years. I used to have allergies. I used to have hay fever allergies. I was allergic to um, down feathers, down pillows, and of course, gluten. And now when I go to parties or if I end up somewhere like we went out the other day for lunch and I, I just watched the kitchen, I was like, oh my goodness, there's so, cross, so much cross contamination in there. But I do take my digestive enzymes, prebiotics, probiotics. Those mm -hmm. things are really in, they are really integral to fit together into a plan to help with all of these. And I've found over the last 13 years, I don't, my allergies have almost gone away. And I don't get, even when there's a cross-contamination of gluten and um, in the foods, that I don't have a problem with it. And that's how I find my clients are getting healthier guts and that gives them more energy and it gives them, you know, more mental clarity. And I think today, too, the people who are sitting at a computer all day long, I know for myself, if I'm sitting and writing or doing something at the computer too long, if I don't get up and do stretching or go on the trampoline or just move, then I'm in trouble. And oh, it, rebounding. Oh, what a yes. great way to do that. Oh, I, yes. I, there, there's, you know what, that is one of the best ways of getting it. And it's fun. you got to be careful. If they've got a handle on there, it's much better if somebody isn't used to it. But, oh, yeah, rebounding. You talk about getting lymph nodes going, all the lymphatic system going. Um, that's fun to me. See, I love it. But that may not be fun to somebody else. But I tell people, think about what did you do when you were a kid. I mean, I was dancing. I was riding bikes. I mm -hmm. was going for walks. I mean, playing with the dog. You know, all those things constitute exercising. In fact, you know what I'd love to do? What's that? <laughs> when football season is on, my we're our, we've got an open uh, kitchen right to the family room, right? And so when my husband's watching football, I put in my headset and I put on some motivating music. And as long as I have a knife in my hand, I'm dancing. <laughs> yeah. and you can you can count that as exercise. It's movement. Sandy, can you share the unique gift that you have created just for our listeners today? And you will be able to find all the links to Sandy's programs and your unique gift below this episode. Absolutely, Moira. It's called Five Vital Steps to Optimum Health. It's talking about how to eat to live. And also, I've included a full-day mini reboot menu for the people who are feeling a little extra stressed these days. That's perfect, Sandy. And I know that I'm going to really enjoy it and our our listeners are fully going to enjoy this. So thank you for creating that for them. And thank you for sharing, Sandy, today from your heart and soul, your wisdom on creating an energetic, healthy life. Thank you for listening to the Heart Soul Wisdom Podcast with Moira Sutton. 
I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please join our community at moirasutton.com and continue the discussion on our Facebook page, Create the Life You Love. You will be part of a global movement connecting with other heart-centered people who are consciously creating the life they love on their own terms. Together, we can raise our consciousness for the greater good of humanity and for our planet.